Imagine a world where heroes rise up, supported by a cast of thousands on a quest to destroy the greatest evil ever known. Well, this is not that story. But if you are searching for a fantasy that sits outside the box, a story that likes to poke fun at the traditional, or if you're seeking a guidebook for achieving world domination, choose Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination from Dark Myth Publishing. An autobiography. Autobiography. It's a mostly true story, which is totally unbelievable. You can find it at www.mythmark.com. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy, horror, romance, sci-fi? Gabriella Balcom's book On the Wings of Ideas includes all of these and more. It's filled with unforgettable people who will touch your heart, astound you, or even make you shiver. The stories include Jacob, who survived everything life's thrown at him, but can he survive his beloved mother's deathbed request? Ralph's deteriorating, and Gertrude would do anything to save him. Serial killers fascinate young Bobby, and he's developed unusual hobbies of his own. No one knows, no one would even guess. Edwina and her classmates are storming Area 51, but she's nauseous. This is an adventure for them, but for her, it's a matter of life and death. Abuse damaged Sandy's self-esteem, but a supernatural being gives her a chance for some well-deserved payback. Mai longs for one thing she wants more than life itself, and appeals to a goddess for help. Dahlia wants to help an injured cat, but her widowed father can't afford to feed it. He can barely keep himself and Dahlia fed and housed. Maggie stresses about Joe. If anything happens to her, who would take care of it? Sludge has been trapped behind the boundary for eons, but it's about to come down. Ruth tries to save a badly damaged rose plant, and is transported to a wondrous magical world. Becky the Blabbermouth delights in troublemaking, but she's about to learn karma is real. Silvana hides in terror when he appears. Will her invisibility and protection spells work? Jenny can't write a good story about fairies, and travels to Ireland for inspiration. If only magical creatures were real. Kevin's discovery shocks him. Could that be a monster? Readers have been praising Gabriella's book. Here are some of the comments. I loved each of these stories. Great job putting unique twists. Highly recommended. A sweet delight really touched my heart. Each adventure is an easy read and thought-provoking. Quite the journey. Great creation. Five senses are tickled and tantalized. I was intrigued from the beginning to the end. A mini masterwork in the horror genre, a true work of art, can be read again and again with pleasure. Setting, character, and structure work like a piece of music to produce a mini symphony that reverberates with beauty with each reading. To get your own copy of Gabriella Balcom's On the Wings of Ideas in paperback or on Kindle, go to Amazon.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. It's Tim here with episode 236 of The World 
of Mythbits. Welcome everyone, welcome to episode 236, and I am super duper 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 excited to announce that my fantasy parody novella, Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination, has now been published, been released, is live and unleashed upon the unsuspecting world. It is now available from www.mythmart.com and I would love it if you could all jump on and buy a copy. (laughs) That's not going to happen. But I wanted to say a massive, massive thank you so much to uh, Mr. David K. Montoya and uh, Miss Stephanie J. Barty from Dark Myth Publications for the wonderful, wonderful, amazing support that you have given me in uh, bringing this story to life, I suppose. Like, uh, allowing me to um, put these words between a fantastic cover uh, and, yeah, making it available for, uh, for people to be able to buy, to read, to enjoy. This is my second book, that's published uh that has been published by um dark myth publications uh of course my first one being the m kids press uh subsidiary of uh, said company um my uh yeah my kids novel the neighbor uh and um yeah i'm thrilled that there there are a few copies out there a few uh are coming to south australian libraries i'm keeping my eye out um it's uh yeah it's a a real thrill to um to be able to write a story to be able to share a story um i've i've even got a um another south australian library uh asking me to come down for their october school holiday program to do a um a class for uh for their kids in their community on how to write stories and pff, the 6 months 12 months uh, Five years ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, I probably wouldn't have even thought of that as a possibility, uh, and now it's happening. Uh, and of course, if I'm going to another library to run a session like that, I'm gonna have to run a session like that in uh, in my local uh, community as well. So yeah, I uh, I'm thrilled that. Um, I'm able to um, to do that, which uh, which is really cool. It's, I guess it's another step. It's a, a sideways step, I suppose, in um, the whole writer's journey. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's been a uh, a very fun journey so far. Very very cool. Um, before I get too deep into uh, today's theme. Uh, which I thought I might make um, achievements to talking about what what you've achieved, what what uh, what we've been able to achieve as writers, as people. Uh, I guess we can we can sort of delve deep deep down the rabbit hole and sort of think about what we've achieved as a human race 
Uh, and, um, do, do we dare sort of look at the, the, the judgment on the, on the achievement? And, um, I'm super excited about this, uh, this wonderful, uh, wonderful thing that I've done, um, with the, the help of, uh, of Steph and, uh, and Dave and the, um, the Dark Myth team. How... How how is that then judged? I suppose yeah I don't know it's it, it's it's a bit of a loose theme today I'm I'm sort of clutching at straws I'm just excited I'm euphoric from the um the the feeling of uh, of being a published author again uh, and uh, very much tongue in cheek uh, I've noticed on the cover that Dave's put international author which uh, which I think is uh, is pretty cool it's a, a nice little tag. And um, in my thinking, it's 100% true, and I reckon in, in Dave's thinking too, because literally being based here in Australia and being published by a, um, an American-based California company, that uh, pretty much is, is all that's required to be international, surely. Uh, and, uh, and also the fact that, yeah, my, um, my, my stories are available through mythmart.com, um, and you, like anyone from anywhere, I know um, the wonderful uh, Alan Johnson over in the UK, uh, great supporter of, uh, of poets and uh, great supporter of myself and, uh, and many, many, many others. Tip my hat to you, uh, you Alan. I, uh, I popped on his, uh, his wonderful site, the... Um, the, the chat page that we've got going for um for international poets that uh, that I've published a book not even a poetry book it's a a fantasy parody novella um and Alan's jumped on straight away and gone boom bought my copy it's on its way so uh I thank you sir for uh, for your wonderful incredible amazing support time after time after time you are an absolute legend your uh your voiceover work, your ability as a musician uh, and as a poet yourself. You, uh, you are a great inspiration. You are a, a wonderful talent. Uh, and uh, the, um, the support, the, it, it truly is worth its weight completely and utterly in gold. Um, something else on housekeeping. They've just asked me to mention... Uh, mythmart.com so uh, so once again make sure that you do, 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 jump I'll plug the new book and Mythmart so yes make sure that you jump on uh, www.mythmart.com while you're listening to this a uh, great opportunity to uh, to check out things like Metal Norton's Guide to World Domination is uh, is brand new on the site but also there's uh, Stephanie J. Barty's story Penance. There's also um, some of the stuff that uh, that Dave's done as well. Uh, Walter's got some stuff on there. Um, Michael, uh, is it Michael A. Arnold? I think Michael Arnold. Um, the uh, Peggy, you've got some stuff on there as well. Um, just some great resources. Just such a variety. Uh, something for everyone is uh, is definitely there. And then don't forget the t-shirts. Uh, don't forget also counting down 
to the 24th of September, an exciting date for all of us, uh, especially those of us in the, um, the um, Jezo Mon family. Um, very, very exciting day with the launch of the return of uh, the World of Myth magazine, this time as an e-magazine and also the, um, the imprint publication as well. So thrilled that that's coming up. That's, uh, that's only about a, a month and a half away, so very, very exciting. And of course, the 24th of September also coincides with um, the announcement of the winner of the fifth annual Open Contracts Challenge. So uh, there's two remaining, and we still don't know about third place. Uh, Dave, you, you're keeping us all in the dark. What's going on? So uh, hopefully we will hear, um, and hopefully I will have the, uh, the pleasure of, uh, of making that announcement, or one of many from the Jayzo uh, Mon podcast. Um, so there's uh, American Sleaze, um, the, uh, of course, the World of Myth, um, there, oh, sorry, World of Myth Bits, um, there is, oh, so, so many, with, there's, there's probably about four or five or even six different podcasts that, um, that you guys have got going. I'm honoured, honoured to be a part of, uh, a small part of that, and, um, yeah, I, I'm sure that, um, that you will be hearing whatever it is, whichever one it is that you choose to listen to, or, um, if you listen to um, a whole bunch of the, the different podcasts that um, that uh, Dark Myth Publications is producing, then uh, I'm sure that you will hear many, many, many times the uh, the celebratory announcement of um, who is it that uh, that has won that coveted first prize, uh, and of course the second and third prizes are pretty good too. So um, yeah, I uh, I'm certainly. Um, working on an idea for an entry for um for year six for sure uh i'd be mad not to such a great prize such a great opportunity uh and another book being able to be published would be really cool and it's the um the opportunity for learning as well going through that process of putting in a a concept submission, Um, moving on to um, like a, um, an outline, uh, moving through to another stage and then the final manuscript. Uh, It's, for, for many writers, that's the process that you have to go through in order to get your story published. Um, get your book out there. It's uh, it's a step by step by step process, and um, then after that, you've got the the wonderful job of marketing. That that uh, you've got that passion of uh, of that wonderful, incredible product that is now out there for people to buy, people to read, people to enjoy, uh, and you get to promote it. You because who knows it better than. Um, who who else knows it better than you do? 
it's uh, it's as Steph said in one of her podcasts, um, Lupus Bits, I think it was, where she said, look, going out to the markets, going and meeting people face-to-face and promoting your book is the best way to make sales because the publisher, yeah, they're kind of familiar with um, the product that they've created, um, but the who, what, why, um, the, the ideas behind it, what made you chuckle or why did you put in that particular dramatic scene or why did you go with those names or that character or uh, that, that sort of stuff. That's only the author, only the creator really knows the ins and outs. Um, so yes, it's a, a, uh, a great way to... Um, to market like the the marketing is um it's the hard part but if you do it right it can also be the fun part um it's the yeah it's chatting with a lot of writers that sort of come to the library where i work to do events and that sort of thing you um you chat to them after and they they do say that writing is for for many of them writing is still an enjoyable um that's they're getting a lot of fun out of producing the story which is great otherwise they probably shouldn't be doing it if it's like if it feels like work if it feels like you're you're pulling teeth to try and get that story out there um it's not pulling teeth is painful like getting getting teeth pulled is is painful. So why would you put yourself through that when you could do something else? If you've got like a creative, another creative avenue, go that way. Uh, And sometimes when you step away from something that you no longer enjoy, um, you get that opportunity to miss it. And then eventually, sometimes you may want to come back to it. But anyway, the whole, um, yeah, it's the uh, talking, talking with other, other authors, uh, other writers. Yeah, it's the meeting and chatting and talking about your passion and why, why you're doing it and why you're getting into it. And there are, peop- there are people in the community out there that want to know, that want to hear, that, um, that really enjoy discovering that sort of stuff and hearing from a writer um, what they do and why. Yeah, which is lovely. And the, the library, in my opinion, is a great place where we can bring the two together. But anyway, so that's... Um, yes, the um, back to housekeeping, back to uh, the magazine. Make sure that uh, we've got until the 15th of August to send in for the December edition of uh, the World of Myth e-magazine and print magazine. So make sure that you get those Christmas-themed and get those um, December-themed stories in ASAP because we're... Probably by the time this podcast goes live, we're probably going to be hovering very close to the uh, the fifteenth, so that cutoff date. 
So jump in, make sure that you do. Um, I've got a couple of projects that I'm working on at the moment. Um, got to get chapter three of the teacher done. That's what I'm working on at the present time. Uh, I've got the uh, where I know I keep promising that we're coming to closer, like to the the end of what I'm willing to reveal regarding Peatra's Tale as well. Uh, but then each time that I sit down at the keyboard and I start to tap away, um, Peatra and her friends keep popping into my head with these new ideas of, let's take it this way, or let's do this, or um, we're not ready to finish yet. Uh, I, I am acutely aware, though, that I, uh, I want, to, uh, want to kind of wrap it up soon so that I can start, so that I can step back then and have a look and see what I've got, what words I've got to play with, um, and how I can worm these other tales, these other stories that are happening all around while Peatra is having her adventure and, uh, and that sort of thing. The, yeah, the, the, the fun is in weaving the rest of the other stories, the stories of what's happening in the city, in the, in the heart of Andropol, what's happening to Raven when he's on his own adventure. Um, but this particular book, I really, really do want to make Payetra the main focus, the main character. Uh, and I, um, I'm really enjoying writing her story bit by bit by bit, month by month by month. It's, um, it keeps it fresh and it keeps it fun, which I, I love. I, uh, I found when I was writing um, my novel that I self-published, the, um, the first book in, uh, in this fantasy series, I found, I think, that over time uh, and trying to sit down and belt out a whole chapter or uh, editing through a particular scene for the hundredth time, it was becoming a struggle, uh, and it's lovely that uh, that this is not a struggle. That this is this is just fun and joy, and uh, I don't know exactly where things are going to go and things are going to end. Um, I've got a bit of an idea, but the the writing has taught. If writing has taught me one thing, it's taught me that the beginning that you've got in your mind isn't the beginning of the story and what you thought was the end there's more to come after that so you you can sort of have your two pinpoint moments and write in between but what you'll find as you write or I like this is my personal opinion my personal experience is as you write you find that the um there's more to the story that uh, that you need to fill in so that everybody knows where you're coming from and where you're at and why things have gone a particular way and um, who's who and why they're important or uh, why we why we need to love them or why we want to hate them. Um, yeah, it's writing's fun. It is. Uh, it is just great fun. Um, so, 
steering slightly away from from riding and uh, now sort of focusing more just on achievements in general um, I, I guess the sort of looking at what we've achieved so in in my family I guess uh, looking at my son my son uh, very proud uh, young Mr. 17 he uh, he seems to be doing it all the wrong way but all the all the right way at the same time when it comes to his schooling so he's he's focusing he's knuckling down he's gone from coming into high school he's gone from average grades to as he's seen the importance of achieving through his later years his uh his grade 10 his grade 11 his um his final year he's uh he's acing these like more difficult classes and more complicated classes whereas i i didn't think that he would so uh and then in the amongst that he's also picked up a job that's something that um at his age i didn't have a job uh i was going through um through year 12 uh and volunteering but not a paid not paid work i wasn't doing and he's man- he's managed to get a job hold down a job and he's working like numerous hours making decent amount of money uh hopefully he's saving up for a car because we're trying to uh to teach him get enough hours so that he can move from his learner license to his probationary license and we're getting close to that uh and I have my uh my daughter um our middle child uh miss 16 uh she is now at the time where she can start learning to drive as well and she's eager to take the test uh but we've we've struggled so much with getting enough time to get my son's hours up like it's all experience and it's all learning to drive with your uh your family members who have a full license first of all and then you get the um the driver the official driving lesson paid lesson that you then tweak and you um refine your skills and that sort of thing so that when you then organize to go for your driving experience test for your moving from your learner license to your probationary license that you're confident that your skills are at a point your experience is at a point where you do know the right way to do things uh because it's very easy and very quick for a uh, a moderator to go you know what you didn't indicate or you turned the key and you didn't have your seatbelt on you didn't look over your left shoulder you didn't look over your right shoulder um you didn't turn your head enough to check your blind spot. You didn't give way long enough at that particular give way sign. You, I mean, a, a big one is you didn't stop at the stop sign at all. I mean, that's a, an immediate um, disqualification, an immediate fail. Um, there's, there's just so many things that can go wrong 
and it just costs so much each time that you want to try and do it. But hopefully uh, Mr. 17 will be able to, uh, to attempt that very, very soon in the next month or so with any luck. Uh, and hopefully when he does actually get the uh, probationary licence, he will have enough funds and he will be willing to, uh, to actually purchase his own car because it's, uh, it's a bit of a struggle for mum and dad to be able to come up with, um, with the funds for, um, for that, for, uh, yeah, to buy, buy cars for uh, one child, let alone three. So hopefully, fingers crossed, with any luck, um, that will actually all fall into place. But so far, the level of achievement uh, that he's showing us is, uh, is pretty impressive. We're, um, we're, uh, we're shocked and we're gladdened and we're very, very excited about, uh, about what his future may look like. Just as we're very proud of our two girls as well. Uh, our youngest is very much, uh, she has an entrepreneurial mind, uh, is looking for opportunities to make money even before she's technically old enough to be able to have her own job. So, uh, yeah, Miss, uh, Miss Boo, Miss 13, I reckon she is 13 now, not quite 14 yet, um, yeah, the uh, the car wash and house cleaning service. She uh, she's like offered to um, to do vacuum vacuum a room for a dollar or that sort of thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's I uh, I th- I can see her with her own small business, which is really cool. Um, not entirely sure. It might have something to do with animals. Um, highly likely that it'll have something to do with animals. She's uh, she's got a real asphyxiation. With um, with animals, with uh, with dogs and cats and uh, and rabbits and and other other animals like that. So hopefully there's something out there. Uh, I mean, what would be really cool is um, if she managed to somehow get uh, involved with our local safari park, the um, Monado Zoological Park. Uh, I think that. Uh, Learning to be a, a keeper and uh, and working out there would be uh, would be really cool, uh, and then our middle child, of course, our uh, our oldest girl, um, has recently through the uh, through her school done work experience, uh, and had an absolute ball at a local childcare centre. So we uh, we think that that's an amazing uh, amazing achievement by her to actually find something that she loves to do and to be able to uh, to turn that into some sort of a career. It was great. Uh, the week that she had was full-on, was crazy. Um, the working environment was, uh, was great that the staff were so very supportive of her, but, uh, and the, the, the children were um, a uh, a real challenge for her, uh, but at home also we had um, a scare with one of our cats, and that was a very emotional time for us as well. Uh, a lot of lows and a lot of fears, 
uh, and then a, uh, a very euphoric high. Um, when our cat that was on death's door made a miraculous recovery. So I think that um, for this daughter of ours to be able to deal with that emotional roller coaster and then come back for a for a day of work experience that she missed to come back and actually do uh, like a follow up day, uh, and for her to come away from that with the director of the childcare centre uh, where she had that work experience saying when you have your qualifications come back and see me I think was um, was the ultimate pat on the back uh, it, uh, it truly was thrilling for us we, we knew that, uh, that our daughter was enjoying the experience but it truly was a thrill for us to actually get that feedback of we think your daughter's so good at what, at, at this job, that if she's looking for a job, um, we want her to come and see us first. That's uh, that's really cool. That is uh, that is a massive pat on the back. Um, and I guess that's the same sort of feeling that you get as a, as a writer when you send in uh, a submission, uh, whether it's a uh, a short verse. Um, a hundred word drabble, uh, a um, fifty page, or a uh, uh, hundred and fifty thousand word novel, or uh, whatever it is, sending sending something in, uh, and then getting that response back from a publisher. Loved your story, great poem. Want to include it in an anthology. Loved your uh, your manuscript. Um, the we we would we would love to uh, to add it to our publishing schedule. Um, looking at early next year to uh, to have it available on the shelves. This this is the ultimate. And I mean, for the number of times that you get rejections, and as delightful as some rejections are, rejections are rejections. The, uh, the euphoria that you feel um, from that achievement of acceptance, uh, I think is, um, yeah, is something very, very special. Uh, and it's something that um, as, as writers, we, we dream of, but as writers also, we... Uh, we're lucky enough to get reasonably often. There, there are people that submit to uh, to opportunities, um, like the the students going for university, the the application for university. Um, but once once you've done that, applied for a uh, a. Um, a new role within an organisation or a new job or that sort of thing. Um, once, once you've done that and then you've received that feedback, that's done, that's done and dusted. Whereas as writers, we're, we're special people, we're the sort of people that will time and time and time again 
throw ourselves uh, against that jagged brick wall of um, love my story. Hopefully you accept it. Hoping that, um, hoping beyond hope to get that response of we loved it and we want to publish it. So let's look at other achievements. But I'm, I, I want to, it's probably going to be controversial, but I want to look at uh, women's football or women's soccer. And currently um, in, uh, in Australia and New Zealand, we're, uh, we're lucky enough to be hosting the, uh, the Women's World Cup of, uh, of football. And I'm thrilled to say that uh, the Australian women's team, the Matildas, ha- have made it through to, uh, to the um, quarterfinals, I think it is. The, are we the top, top eight now, I reckon? Uh, we have a very, very tough game ahead in France. And uh, by the time this podcast goes live, I, uh, I'm wondering if the result will already be known as to whether we'll go through to the top four or whether France goes through to the top four. And the, there are some great, um, like, J- Japan. Japan has been a real surprise for me. I believe that Japan's still in the mix. Uh, England, of course. Um, Colombia, uh, I think, is another one. The, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, the the ability of women's sport, uh, the 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 achievement to uh, to step into that spotlight, that limelight, uh, I think they've done incredibly well in uh, in being able to um, to create that that interest, that euphoria. Um, and I love the the idea that many a um, a commentator like uh, um, we've got a um, a news show uh, here in Australia called the Project, and one of the things that one of the announcers said uh, when the World Cup was starting was, "Hey, with all of the amount of attention that's now on women's football or women's soccer." Wouldn't it be great if we just had sport? Not men's sport and not women's sport, but just sport. And I'm going to watch the football. Whether it's the women's football or the men's football, it shouldn't matter. And I think that's a great idea. I think that in itself will be a, an incredible achievement if we get to that point where we talk about sport, we don't differentiate between genders. And... Wouldn't it be great if we could have um, all genders as well with their, their own sports in uh, being highlighted in, uh, in such a way? Um, I think it's wonderful that um, the, um, the Women's World Cup is, uh, is on mainstream television. It's not on one of the other side 
channel, like secondary channels, or um, you don't have to sort of flick through a thousand and one different um, pay TV stations in order to find it. It's predominant, it's there, it's in front of us, and uh, we've been really, really enjoying, my wife and I have really, really been enjoying uh, getting in there, uh, getting involved, cheering on the Matildas, um, but there are like true fans that are, um, are actually there at the games, soaking up the atmosphere. Uh, the, we saw um, there was a recent game, um, the the Matildas, uh, was it Denmark, I reckon? Yes, the Matildas in Denmark, and there uh, in the crowd you could see a saxophone player uh, and... Um, Numerous drummers all sort of grouped together, uh, just creating that atmosphere. And um, as you could hear the dum 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 of the drumming, you couldn't hear the saxophone at all, but you could hear the the drumming distinctly. Um, my 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 wife goes, uh, the I I I wish that the the drumming would stop. It's uh. I think it's a you had to be there type moment, um, and because it it yeah it it felt like a you had to be there type moment, and because we weren't there, uh, I think we couldn't really appreciate it. It was more noise and annoyance, um, but I guess in a way the um, for the the drummers. Um, for the musicians, um, they were helping to create atmosphere, to egg the crowd on, to cheer the team on, uh, and then there was success. So maybe in a way the, the drumming is a, an achievement. Um, yeah, there's, uh, achievement is debatable. The, I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make. Uh, and your you should celebrate your achievements in your own way and the achievements that you identify um for for some people the the fact is the act of getting out of bed in the morning is an achievement and is something that needs to be celebrated. For uh, for some people, being born and growing up with uh, with a sickness, with an ill with an illness, um, the like reaching the age of thirty when you were supposed to die at two, that is an incredible achievement. Um, and each birthday should be celebrated. The there are, are lots and lots of different achievements and different things that we should be highlighting. Uh, and hopefully you're one of those people that does it well. Uh, I, I can't say that um, I, I'm a bit introverted myself. Uh, well, a bit introverted, or I'd say very introverted myself. Um, but I've had to sort of step into the spotlight, step into the limelight, it's not my most comfortable place to be. 
And I guess that in itself is an achievement. The fact that I'm able to to do that in my um in my career, in my working life, uh able to be the spokesperson, be the uh the face of um of a wonderful, amazing library service, amazing community service that um it's yeah, it's the what's an appropriate celebration for a particular achievement. Yeah, it's I guess that's the other thing that I uh, I sort of want to leave you with that idea of thinking. What are what are the things that you should be identifying for yourself as achievements? Um, but then how should you be celebrating them? What's what's an appropriate way? Um, and how satisfied would you be then with that? Um, and the the other thing too is um, like with with authors like I've I've got a uh, a great friend, a great writer friend, um, full of wonderful advice. Um, our our mate Jim, uh, who has published many many a time with um, the World of Myth magazine. Uh, and of course, has a couple of books already, I believe, uh, with um, Dark Myth Publications. And congratulations to you, Jim. Uh, and uh, seeing uh, on Jim's Facebook page many, many other uh, times that he's been published with uh, with other companies as well. So, uh, so doing wonderfully well in uh, in the world of writing. Um, gardening as well, uh, a man of many, many talents. And um, it'll be interesting to know how it is that Jim celebrates each and every time that, uh, that he's published a new, um, each, I guess, flower or vegetable or that sort of thing that comes out of his garden. Um, the, I, I'm not sure if he's the photographer or if his brother's a photographer, um but the 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 perfect shot how do you celebrate the perfect shot there 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 are lots and lots and lots of uh of different minor and major victories i suppose that uh these milestones that that we should be marking uh and far far too often they get missed or they get overlooked or we push on and we move on to the next challenge and that I guess is uh, is the fate of the writer. The with each acceptance, it pushes you to submit more. Uh, with each rejection, it gives you that fire to write better and send back to the same or to somewhere new or to to edit, to revise, to um, to polish, to make better. The um, yeah, the 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 process of turning thought into words, into story, into entertainment, and then getting it out there. It's, there's no, no point writing it, typing it, printing it out, sticking it in a drawer. Nobody sees it, nobody knows it, except, of course, the writer. And to have it left within that writer's mind, 
within that writer's draw um, is a, uh, a real pity uh, and a, uh, a real unfortunate... It's... We should be sharing our stories and we should be sharing our achievements and we should be sharing that, uh, that ability to celebrate. That's all I've got to say. Um, hopefully you've had a great week. Hopefully you've had a productive week. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to, um, to hearing all about the, um, the, the wonderful stories that we're, uh, we're creating. We're, uh, we're all one big creative family and um, I think it's great that uh, that social media has given us the opportunity to connect and to support each other uh, and to encourage and also to share opportunities as well but this is me ciao for now I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the world of Mythbits <laughs>